Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, the great Fred Dagg. Quintessential New Zealand, the old black singlet. Black shorts, the gumboots. Big part of the 1970s, a big part of New Zealand culture. Pavlova. Marmite, the buzzy bee, the old sausage sizzle, the smell of sunscreen and the old Bahutakawa trees and cricket on the radio, that's very much sums up summer for me. But there was something very, very cool coming in the new year. And that is the quintessential New Zealand Manu World Championships. Older generation are going, what the hell is a Manu? The younger generation, they all know what a manu is. Basically the old traditional bomb. You know, jumping off the bridge, jumping off the wharf, going to the local swimming pool and jumping off the three-metre platform, springboard, trying to create the biggest splash you can. Scott Rice is one of the leading event organisers in the country. His legacy to this point was the establishment of the New Zealand Ocean Swim Series, which revolutionised open water swimming. He's got three young kids. He travels the country regularly. He's watched the manu evolve. He's watched it become part of the Kiwi vernacular. He said, you know what? We need to take this to the world. We need to formalise it. And so we're going to have the World Championships. He joins us on the programme. Scott, good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon, Mark. Lovely to be with you. Quintessential New Zealand, my good man. That's the best way of describing it. Yeah, it's part of the fabric, that's for sure. It's um, not too many spots around water over summer. If it's deep enough that someone's not going to try and jump into it, make a splash. So um, there's something very fun about doing bombs and doing manus and brings a whole lot of different people together, all ages, um, all abilities, and, and it's all positive. It's good fun. Yeah, it is, and I'm certainly not encouraging kids, but I always remember driving down through Narawa here and seeing kids jump into the Waikato River there, and I'm saying, do it with a level of risk management around you, please. I've seen people do it down there in Raglan and different spots and different wharves and uh, around the Coromandel. What is a manu? I mean, there's lots of different ways of jumping into water, diving into water. What defines a manu? A manu is essentially um, a style of bomb. So some some listeners will know of a cannonball, which is literally wrapping yourself in a ball and jumping into to make a splash. And that's what most, probably the older generation will know of a bomb. Um, a manu is um, a Māori name for a style of bomb, which is where the arms and the legs are up in a V and the bum, kind of the, the bum goes in first into the water and then um, the person sort of collapses flat when they hit the water to kind of create that upward momentum of water uh, into the air. And it's, um, there's, there's sort of long historical roots of where, where, where the manu started, how it was named, um, and I certainly don't uh, begin to sort of claim that I know um, the absolute accurate full history of it. But um, 
Some some say it was born out of Mangere in South Auckland, hence the name Manu, or or Manurewa. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's been interesting to hear the stories of people that have come through our social media and and, and contacted us about their ideas of where it came from. But essentially, nowadays in the modern day, it is the style of bomb. Are there any street legends? Are there any sort of people walking around that are just legendary within the realm of those that were doing the manu at an ad hoc, those original pioneers, Scott, like you might see in street basketball, perhaps? I'd like to, I'd like to see them come through the ranks, actually. I'd love to see them register and take part and come and show us what they're made of and tell us their story. Um, there's, there's certainly uh, um, people, they're very proud they're very proud um, people that do manus and bombs. They're proud of them, and they we get a lot of of, of bombs shared through our um, videos of them, uh, you know, going off their particular vantage points and platforms around New Zealand and spectacular places too. And you know, the, there's something about the height and the volume of the splash that just um, you know makes them feel good and puts smiles on people's faces. Yeah. Now we talk about the upward splash. So the amount of water and splash that heads upwards, mm. does that define a good manu versus a bad manu? Essentially, and in, 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 you know, talking to some of the authorities of, um, of bombing in, in this country, um, you know, and, and we can get into that later, but there's, there's actually bomb clubs, you know, now. Um, there's one in the Waikato. Um, Is there? Yeah, yeah, JK how, runs that one down there. How, how, do, you, how do you coach it? You, you, well, you know, it's just like anything. There's a technique to it, and if you um, if you break it down, you can start to work out what technique works best. But back to your original question, I mean, it's it's often been the height of the splash, the volume of the splash, and and some would argue that the third one is the sound of of the of the um, entry into the water and and the the big boom of the water going up and that's going to be part of our judging criteria in our, in our grand final. But the other one, is, which has been used as sort of the creativity on what someone does in the air on the way down to the water, whether it be a backflip or a, you know, a cheese cutter or whatever it might be, just to entertain the crowd can sometimes be another judging criteria. Uh, so so there are, you mentioned the cheese cutter. So there are, there are already sort of um, other narratives around the manu. There's other little... <laughs> Technical components that you know we've got the money, we've got the tree cutter. What what are some of the other terminologies? Do you got a list there, Scotty? Oh, not not really, not really. It's just what I've seen, and, and I I don't want to try and think that I know all of it, all of all of the names of them, because I'll probably get myself into trouble or look silly. But um, but all I know is you know there's there's some quite fun ways that people can can um, you know spend their time in the air before they hit the water. In fact, the guy that won the New Zealand bomb comp, which um, we'd worked closely with the previous organiser, Matt Lacey. But the guy that won that, um, I think it was 2017, um, in Lake Taupo, he, he did a backflip off a 10-metre platform into a what we call a coffin bomb, which is where the feet kind of slide into the water first, like you're sliding into a coffin. And the back the back comes down. It's kind of what most over 40-year-olds would do. Um, and he won it, and he did a splash bigger than the whole tower. So... Yeah, and, and, and that was probably what won it for him, just, just uh, you know, spectacular landing and, and nailed it. Yeah, I just love that. Hey, kids going, hey, mum, mum, I did a coffin bomb. You did a what? 
<laughs> but, but oh, there's the staple, there's the gorilla, there's yeah, the, the coffin, they're all funny names. But that's the thing I love about it, isn't it? It's just a good throwback, you know. Let's just get out there and have a bit of fun with it. Don't get too caught up in the names. Don't oh, get yeah. too sort of PC with the whole thing. Uh, um, okay, Scott, so uh, you, you're looking to perhaps, you've mentioned some of the criteria for judging. What is the height of the springboard or the platform that they're going to go off? They vary, is the short answer. I mean, we're, we're moving around the country. We've got five qualification events across four cities. Um, so that's Christchurch. We're, you know, we're in Jelly Park Aquatic, which is an outdoor three-metre platform. I think they've got a one and a three-metre into a dive well outdoor. So we use those two there. Uh, Wellington's got their custom platform on the waterfront, um, which has uh, which is tidal. So that, that one is about four to five metres, and the top one's um, you know six and a half to eight metres on a low tide. So you know you, you've got a and I've been up there myself. And if you don't know what you're doing, by the time you get to the top, you it's a bit nerve wracking at the top there. Um, and then in Hamilton, we're using the the Water World, the dive tower, the Olympic dive tower there. So we have sort of a one, three, and five metre option. And then Auckland, we're building a scaffolding tower on a floating pontoon in the middle of the Viaduct Harbour. And that's going to have a two, three, and five metre platform. So we're going to give people the option to kind of choose between. If they're younger, they'll only be able to go up to three metres. But um, yeah, if they're good enough, they'll go up five. The thing is, Mark, is that you can go off five and you'll... you'll, you'll um, you really, I guess, bugger up the technique and you'll do a terrible job. Sometimes it's best to go off slightly lower platform and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. No, fascinating. Now, I want to ask you this, though, Scott. I mean, does it just natural that bigger guys or bigger people um, are going to end up winning this uh, just simply because of the size and therefore the splash they create? Or the creativity, the, crea- yep. the creativity that you've mentioned in the judging, the sound, and maybe good mm-hmm. technique. Does good technique equate to a big splash? Um, technique definitely does. I mean, it, you, you know, we've talked in the past about a golf swing. You know, you can absolutely heave it, um, and, and the ball's going to go sideways or nowhere. Um, it's kind of like a bomb or a manu, is that um, you can get smaller people nailing an amazing splash. But the bottom line is, people that are bigger have an advantage um, right from the get-go. So we took some feedback from earlier comps, and we've added like a. Um, people, people when they register, give us their weight class, and okay, uh, yep. much like boxing or something. And we, we we put an adjustment, automatic adjustment based on their weight. So that tries to even out, I guess, someone that is maybe 70 kilos versus someone 150 kilos um, to kind of make it an even playing field. So that's something we've incorporated into the, into the scoring system as well. Okay, Scott, $30,000 in cash and prizes. Entries are open. You've, you've mentioned mm. five events, four cities. How do you determine who ends up making the final? Do you fly them around the country to Auckland? Uh, just talk us through maybe some of the logistics. Yeah, sure. So we have, yeah, the five qualifying events. Um, we take uh, 14 of the best from those for those qualifiers. So that is five adult male, five adult female, the winner, the winning boy and girl of the youth division and the winning boy and girl of the kids division. And they're each given some vouchers, thanks to our wonderful sponsor, Z Energy. And um, there's some vouchers to jump in the car and do the ultimate roadie. So whether they're coming from Christchurch, Wellington or Hamilton or, or wherever, it gives them a good helping hand to get them to Auckland for the final. And so we have a total of um, 70 um, finalists that come to Auckland. Um, plus there, there's yet to be announced a bit of another way that Zed have, have cooked up for 
a few other wild cards to come in at this finish. So we should have a total of 80 of the best um, bombers and, and Manu athletes from around the country um, having a crack for the first world title, which will be very exciting. Yeah, OK, let's talk about the judges and the judging criteria. Yes. So you've mentioned sound, you've mentioned technique, you've mentioned splash height. Yes. Uh, how many experts are there? Do we have enough judges? Is this about having an eclectic mix of New Zealanders? What's the judging criteria? Well, the, the thing with the judging is we're going technical and, and we've developed with a professor of biomechanics at AUT, Patria Hume, um, what we've called Manu Tech, which is we video every single Manu and we freeze frame at the biggest point of splash and we measure the, 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 the water, the splash height and wow, volume. Wow. And we've, then we're going to have a sound meter that measures the sound. So in fact, there is not going to be a panel of judges. Um, it's going to be this. Um, so it's AI. It's AI. It's basically AI. Yeah. So we needed to get through 500 odd um, uh, registrants in Wellington, and we needed a very fair and quick way to um, to measure them accurately to find our 14 to take up to Auckland. And I understand what there's yeah. going to be live television coverage of this. Oh, not quite live. We were heading for that, but we're, we're actually we're covering the whole event for a show to go to air on TV2 uh, oh, at the end of March. Wow. So, so that's going to be fun to sort of bring all the highlights and bring fun in the, um, you know, and, and, and bring these winners and, and put them on a platform and celebrate them, celebrate the art of the manu, which has got so much yeah. rich history in this country. Now, when I think of the manu and I think of people jumping off bridges and stuff, um, I automatically think of everybody dressed in NRL rugby league shorts of some sort. Uh, or the old classic stubbies, uh, sometimes a little bit of a singlet um, over the top. Yep. Uh, is there any sort of criteria in regards to what you can wear, and and is there a, is there room for creativity, like perhaps you might have once seen at the Wellington Sevens, perhaps? Well, yeah, it's kind of that mix between being responsible and sort of looking out for the water safety angle. But we've kind of said, look, you, you've got to wear some form of um, of swimwear. I guess um, you know any shorts will do for the guys. Um, if they want to wear a rash shirt, they can. Um, women the same, girls the same. So, yeah, we're not wanting baggy t-shirts. We're not wanting any of that stuff. Sort of weigh yourself down when you get in the water. And the other thing I think is um, it's probably not going to help the size of their splash as well. So probably good for them too. Mm, I'll be fascinated to see where this is in 20 years now. I'd imagine that you're going to have the Nikes on board and. We're going to have, you know, aerodynamics kicks in at 17 kilometres an hour and it'll become a real science. Uh, you mentioned the word money. We mentioned its origins and clearly it is a strong association with Pacific and, and Māori. And how has it been received, particularly yeah. amongst, say, the Māori community and, and you know, or the Pacifica community? Look, it's, it's, um, it's, it's early days, you know. Um, it's, new, it's new for them. Um, it's, it's a big deal, this event, and... Uh, but we've got we've got to tread carefully that we we, we respect um, its origins and and we're doing our very best to, to do that. We're not trying to take anything away from anyone. We're just wanting to celebrate what is a, a fantastic um, you know activity that Kiwis love to do. Um, so yeah, look, early stages that we've got some great entries coming in from all parts of New Zealand, all communities, and uh, I think. Um, it, it should only be positive. It's a great positive event, yep. and, and what we're we're trying to do is just wrap a bit of, um, you know, wrap a little bit of our management experience around it. And, and what are you what are you going to do to stop the Australians from stealing it, like they did with Pavlova, like they did with Crowded House, and <laughs> like they've done with yeah. Russell Crowe? Yeah, well, 
there's a fair few Kiwis living in the Aussie, and um, I know, in fact, we've had a few people reach out from Perth, from, from the Goldie. There's already bomb comps happening over there already. So, we, we look, our, our, our uh, sort of goals, I guess, is to, is to really smash it out of the water, so to speak, year one, and, um, and look to take, take, take it further afield, take a qualifier over to Australia, take a qualifier to the islands, perhaps, and take money to the world and, um, and make it a truly... Uh, world event at the moment, it's, it is a bit of a piss take market. It, oh, yeah, a, yeah, but it is. But that's how. But that's how these things evolve, don't they? I mean, you know, the uh, flat whites become a global brand, and there's no reason why the Manu can't. And it takes somebody like you to put a bit of structure, put some event experience around it, and celebrate something quintessential in New Zealand. And you know, and, and also take out some of the guesswork, put in some sort of the safety that perhaps might be missing at some parts around the country. So, I mean, you tick every positive box. There's thirty thousand dollars in cash and prizes. Okay, so mm. how do people enter, and what are the dates of the different events? Sure. So, yeah, manuworldchamps.com, all the details. So if you're listening and you think you're pretty handy at it, we'll go and check out the website. Uh, we kick off in Wellington last week in uh, um, January for Wellington, the qualifier there, 26th to the 28th of January. A week later, 2nd to the 4th of February in Hamilton. A week later, 9th to the 11th of February, we're in Christchurch. Then we have a week's break. Then we start with three um, weekends, consecutive weekends in Auckland, 23rd to 25th, the first Auckland qualifier in the Viaduct Harbour. Second one is the 1st to the 3rd of March and now grand final Saturday the 9th of March where it'll be a whole lot of fun. Just one day of, of, of checking out you know, big screens, music, live DJs in the Viaduct Harbour um, to celebrate our best, best Manu. Manu athletes and bombers from around the country. Any gender pretty much any age and any size yep kids 10 to 12 so we've kind of ruled 10 to 12 as kids youth is 13 to 17 adult 18 and over equal prize money for male and female there's no discrepancy there we're looking for the best woman the best girls as we are the guys um yeah and they'll walk away with a little bit of cash and a bit of a crown and a robe um and and probably pulled around all the radio stations as what is is what a, a legitimate athlete, because they are athletes. They're incredibly talented. Okay, Scott, look, I know these things are not cheap, um, other than perhaps the radio stations you might have on board because of conflict of interest. Uh, who are some of the other commercial partners? Uh, we've got um, Z Energy. They've, they've come on board. They're all about, um, you know, they want to be involved in New Zealand and fun. And this, this just ticked both those boxes so well. We've got Tip Top. Quintessential, we keep saying that word, it's a bit overused, but um, Tip Top Ice Cream, uh, Skinny Mobile, Snacker Changi, old Lee Hart, funny guy, he'll be involved in some way, shape or form. Original Kiwi Dip, um, couldn't get much more Kiwi than that. Uh, we've got all the councils across from Auckland, Wellington, Hamilton, Christchurch, Tony Corkery, who have been fantastic, um, development agency that have, that have helped us as well. Lumo Outdoor, um, yeah, so they're, they're, and, and also push play through Sport New Zealand and, um, and Water Safety New Zealand, which are two key elements of this, getting youth active and keeping them safe in the water. Scott Rice, been a privilege and a pleasure. We look forward to following. I've just had my producer say we want the winner on the show. <laughs> so it's the, it's the moneywheelchamps.com, guys. Do check it out. Spread the word. We want to see you one of our major uh, major cities around the country. Have a little bit of fun with this. Um, it's yeah, it's very very cool. It's very unique and it's very New Zealand. And we'd love you people out there to be the original pioneers. So when this is part of the Olympic movement in 20, 30, 40 years from now, you can say <laughs> I was at the very first. 
And Mark, can you do a bomb? That's the big question. Can you? <laughs> I bomb at a lot of things, Scotty. I'm not sure I do a bomb. I'm just going to end up. I know me. I just end up with a massive back rash or yeah. To just, I, I, I'd win money for the sound, and that'd be about it, mate. And it'd be ugly. <laughs> Confusing ability with ambition, uh, Scott. <clears throat> yes, yes. Not the first time. <laughs> no, it's not. Hey, lovely to have you in the program. Scott Rice there, the founder of the Money World Championships, taking place at a major city near you over summertime. Looking forward to it. It'd be great to commentate, wouldn't it? And here he comes. Well, Billy Bob Taylor, the man who grew up in Narawahia, dreamed of playing cricket for his country, but after having gone off the Narawahia Bridge, he realised pretty quickly he had a natural feel for the Manu. He'll come in. You know that he's going to bring the cheese cutter in. Settle back, folks. Here we go. And then all hell breaks loose.